Now, I woke up this morning excited and, and pumped to bring you a message. And uh, throughout the morning, I've maintained that excitement. So that's, that's pretty good. I thought you'd be glad to hear that. The, the title of my message this morning is Let Me Hear Your Voice. Who here, yes, I can still see people, um, would like to hear from God? Who here likes it when the, the preaching starts because basically your bit's over? You can sit there, you can hide behind somebody, possibly fall asleep, um, but you know that you know, you've got about half an hour before the end of the service and you can pretty much cruise from here on in um, because the guy up the front's got it under control and so you don't have to do a lot. Because uh, if that's what you're thinking, you're going to be disappointed today. Because I think if we want to hear from God, we've actually got to do something about that. We've, we've, taught, we've had two great examples this morning, well, one great example and another one, um, of how we need to do things. There's action involved in, in having God move. Um, the, the, I mean, it was just fabulous, those photos of, I love that one with Elon with the crown on them. <laughs> we, we need more of those. Uh, I don't know why Elon isn't quite so enthusiastic. But, um, but when, it, when it comes to taking action and, and having God move in our lives, uh, we often are concerned, I guess is a good term, that it just doesn't happen often enough. And when it comes to making decisions, who likes making decisions? Sometimes. <laughs> When it comes to decisions in our lives, especially as Christians, the most common declaration I hear is, I want to hear from God. Would that be fair enough? You make a decision, you want to know that it's in line with what God wants, and you'd prefer if God actually spoke in a loud, clear voice and said, this is what you should do. Yeah. Um, so that, that's the most, and mind you, that's commonly followed by things like, how do I hear from God? How do I know it's God? And I don't like what God is telling me. <laughs> They're the next most common statements I hear. But as we grow in a relationship with Jesus and we learn ways to talk to him, because that's the first thing, we, how to actually talk to God is one of the first things we learn. And we do that through prayer. We do that through worship. We do that through contemplation of the word of God by, by reading our Bibles. So we, we learn how to talk to God. And it's only, I think it's only natural to wonder how God is actually going to respond to our communication because we enter into a relationship. Who knows that unless it's a bit odd, most relationships are two-way. You don't meet people with an expectation that you're the only one who'll be doing the talking. <laughs> Am I the only one? <laughs> there's, there's, we, we expect that to be two-way. Because we know that relationships work two ways. So what do we actually need to have an, a relationship with God that involves two-way communication? Well, I think the first, the first one's fairly obvious. It's intimacy. We've actually got to be close to God in order to communicate. I've discovered that there's only a couple of times in the Bible where God yells at people to get their attention. He sort of yelled at Moses by setting a bush on fire right next to him. 
And I think what he did to Saul on the road to Damascus could be counted as yelling. I mean, he, he got Saul's attention pretty dramatically. But other than that, most of the time, he requires us to come close to him. And he promises, if we do that, to come close to us. And we can read that in James chapter 4, verse 8 says in, in the New Living Translation, come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Rats, he started out so nice. You know, just come closer to God and he'll come close to you. But intimacy requires that we put aside other relationships for the good of the primary relationship we're interested in. See, I think our biggest problem with intimacy with God is that we come close enough to see God, but not to hear God. And what I mean by that is we're often content in our lives to see what God is doing, because I don't know about you, but I actually haven't seen God. Um, but I, I see what God does. It's great. We, we saw in the, in the case of CJ, we see what God is doing. And we're, I mean, that is exciting, and that's, that's faith building, it's great. But sometimes we don't go any further than that. We look around our, our, in our church, we see the worship, we see, we see the, the word of God being preached, we see evidence of our God. But we stop there, because that's great, we like it there. We can see evidence, our faith is built, we grow. But if we truly want to hear from God, we've actually got to get closer. And... We, we talked last week about the prodigal son, and I, and I want to revisit a couple of those scriptures just to show you what I mean. In Luke 15, verse 20, and we're, we're looking at the prodigal son has, has done all his bad things and he's returning home, and it says, So he returned home to his father, and while he was a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him and kissed him, and his son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to the servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger, sandals for his feet, and kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast, for this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now is found. Now we can see a couple of things there. First of all, God can see us from a long way off. And we can actually see what God is doing from a long way off as well. But you notice the son did not confess his shortcomings until he was in the father's arms. He didn't yell, hey dad, by the way, I've been a naughty boy. But if I can just come and eat like a servant, that'll, that'll be fine. No worries, son. I've got the servants killing the fatted calf. Just come on up whenever you're ready. That's not how it plays out. He didn't hear his father and his father didn't hear him until they were touching. And so even though God sees us at a distance, even though God is seen at a distance, God is actually after something more intimate before we can hear from him. So does that, does that sort of make sense? No. Okay, do you want me to go over that again? <laughs> Inter intimacy is obviously a key to hearing from God. Would, that, would you say that was true? But is it the only key? Because, you see, we, we look, who knows that there were two sons in the story? So if we look at the second one, 
He had intimacy. He had spent his whole life with his father. And funnily enough, according to verse 28, it doesn't seem to have been enough. It says the older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. His father came out and begged him. But he replied, all these years I've slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me. Sickeningly goody two-shoes. And in all that time, you never gave me one young goat for a feast with my friends. He'd been close to his father and undoubtedly heard his father speak. So what is his problem? He's got intimacy. He is close to the father. And it's interesting, the father here goes to great pains to point out that his younger brother was lost, but is now found. In fact, it's mentioned in both 24 and in verse 32. So we know that it's important to God somehow that this, this found, lost and found thing is important because that is the first step to be able to hear the voice of God, intimacy. And so he, he, he points out to, the, to this elder son, he says, look, hang on. Your, your younger brother went away from me so that he could not hear my voice. He, he was lost, but he is now found. Don't you see how important that was? He, he was too far away for me to speak to him, but now he is close enough to hear me. We are celebrating this because he's taken the first step to hearing from God. The elder brother doesn't get it because he's already taken that step. He's been doing it for 20 years. He's intimate with the father. But one more thing is required. Intimacy isn't enough. Coming out of the dark, being saved, connecting with God, whatever you want to call it, a journey from separation to intimacy is important to God. The youngest son has obviously in this story regained something that the older son already had. What was the older son not doing? Listening. It's all very well to have intimacy, but we have to listen. In verse 29, his complaint is, All these years I've slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing that you asked me. How, do, how would you translate that phrase in two words into today's modern language? Perhaps three words. Yes, what's the catchphrase? I'm too busy. He's too busy to listen to God. He's doing everything he thinks God wants him to do, but in doing so, he's too busy to hear from God. So how does he know that he's doing what God wants him to do? We ever fall into that trap? We, we, we know so much about Christianity, we're just doing what God wants us to do and we've never consulted him. I'm sorry, but that's doing what you want to do. It's doing what I want to do. It's not actually doing what God wants us to do. You see, God is always talking to us. He doesn't actually stop talking to us, but we're often too busy to listen. John 10, 27 in the English Standard Version says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. It doesn't say, My sheep might hear my voice. It doesn't say they can or they should. It says, They hear my voice. We hear God's voice all the time. But who's ever listened to the radio? You ever wonder what the announcers do when you turn it off? Oh, 
George has turned the radio off. We can have a rest for a bit now. Wait till she turns it back on again. Is that what happens? Radio stations broadcast all the time. But unless we tune into them, we don't actually know that. In fact, do you really think that happens? Perhaps we should tune in just to check, see if we can catch them out. Turn the radio on quickly and say, oh, wait, 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 sorry, he's back on. Doesn't have, they brought, God speaks to us all the time. But we don't always listen. Have you ever had, and I know this, this won't have happened to anybody here, but if, if you've been having a conversation with somebody and they've said, out of the blue, for no apparent reason, very rude, they said, you're not listening to me. And I've heard, and this is, this is not from personal experience, but <laughs> I've heard the, the person respond and the response that they give, okay, to be fair, the, the response I give is, I can hear you. <laughs> and the thing is, I can hear them. But when I've said that, my first thought is, oh, good grief, I just hope they don't ask me what they've just said. <laughs> because although I've been hearing them, I haven't actually been listening. And... Uh, you sit there and, and you know, this is hypothetical, of course. Um, you, you have no idea what they've said, but you're going in your mind, you're thinking, what, what was it they were talking about? It was shoes? Um, um, where were we here? Um, uh, shopping, yes, okay, yeah, sure. Right, go ahead. And if I'm lucky, they'll, they'll oh, okay, so you were listening. <laughs> um, but otherwise, sometimes it's like, no? What? You? And then I'm in big trouble. But the thing is that we tune out. We hear things, but if we're tuned out, we don't actually listen to what is being said. And so the eldest father, the eldest father, the eldest son, had intimacy with his father, but he wasn't listening because he was too busy doing what he thought his father wanted. And so this is a lesson for us. We need to make sure that we're not just intimate with God, but we're actually listening. And who knows, listening takes practice. Who likes to practice listening? Yes, didn't think so. So we're actually going to do that this morning. So if we want to hear from God, we need to understand, and this is something that social commentators are actually starting to get a hold of, that we understand that being busy is actually not something to be proud of. Um, it, it's become a catch what, what are you, how was your week oh I was so busy uh, what, what, what are your plans for next week oh I, I can't make it I'm, I'm just too busy because we, we use it as a badge of honour it's actually a deflection what, what people are often saying is don't ask me to do anything because I might not want to do it and so I'm going to say I'm busy just to, just to make sure that you don't ask me to do something so it becomes a shield for us our busyness becomes something we hide behind to avoid taking on responsibility um, or, or doing something we might not want to do. And so we, we need to be honest with ourselves and say sometimes our busyness is actually just to make us feel good. We could actually get rid of a lot of the stuff in our lives and admit to people, well, actually this week I'm not that busy. And be honest, and when they say, well, in that case, could you squeeze in this for me? You say, no, no, I'm not busy on purpose. I'm actually working this week at not being busy. And if you ask me to do that, you're upsetting my plans. So, no. You don't have to be busy to say no to people. Plan not to be busy 
And don't tell people you're too busy. Say, no, I've planned to do these things and that, that's, how, that's what I'm doing this week. You can plan to do nothing except sit there and listen for God's voice. Block out your diary. What are you doing? I'm busy. What are you doing? Nothing. I'm just listening. I'm waiting on God. Well, while you're waiting, could you do? No. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put time aside. I'm going to wait on God. And that, that takes practice. And in a minute, we're going to do that. We've got to practice. Once we get close to God, we've got to spend some of our time just listening to him. Psalm 48 verse 10 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be honoured by every nation. I will be honoured throughout the world because people are still and understanding that I'm God. So I'm, I'm going I'm to put us through an exercise right now. I'm going to ask the band to come up and uh, we're going we're gonna to do that, that song that I mentioned earlier that I've forgotten the name of because um, I'm good with things like that. And what, what I'm going to get us to do, we're going to start the conversation, right? Now, the conversation we're going to do now is we're going to start a worship conversation. So we're going to sing the song, and the, the words are going to be up there, I think. Um, do you, does Jane know what we're doing? I love it when people are organised, even if I'm not. Um, and then the second time, the band is just going to play it through. And so after praising God and worshipping God, in that time when the, it's going around the second time, I want us to actually start listening for a response. Now, God doesn't speak in a, necessarily in a voice that we understand as English. It can be a prompting in our heart. God is spirit and we hear in our spirit. It can be a prompting about something you've been worrying about all week. And God's prompting is usually, don't worry about it. Um, but it could be, a, a, you know, you're looking for an answer to something. And let me tell you, when God speaks into your spirit, the first thing you feel is peace. If you're more at peace about one answer than the other, then I can almost guarantee you that the Holy Spirit is on that, that decision. But we need to actually clear our minds and give God space to speak into us. And then as we go around again, the music is going to fade away until perhaps we just get the keyboard with a, just something in the background so that we're not... Because I know what some of you are like. Even though the words aren't there, you'll be singing them in the back of your mind. We don't, I don't want you to say anything the second time around. We're actually listening to God. So are you, do you think you can do that? Good. Let's stand to our feet. Now, hang on. Before we do that, can I have the, the lights up? Just, I thought that perhaps it, was, it might be a good thing. If we're talking about intimacy with God... We need to address this whole idea of being away and becoming intimate. We can't be intimate with God unless we've actually, like the prodigal son, come from a, away from God to embrace God. And so you might be here this morning and you're away from God. You're like the prodigal son. You're, you're off in the distance. But you can see God. You want to be closer to God. You want to be intimate with God. And so you want to move towards him so that you can start that first step. Because God speaks to the people who are intimate with him, who have, who have claimed him as their Lord and Saviour. So that's the first step we have to take. So if you're here this morning and you have never 
claimed or accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, now is a great time to do that. Now is a great time to actually walk, walk into his arms and say, Lord, I'm yours. I want to start this journey. I want to hear your voice, but I want to be close enough to hear it. So to do that, we just pray a prayer. If you, if you, well, I'm going to, in a moment, I'm going to ask you to put your hand up. I'm going to ask everybody else to close their eyes so that there's no looking around. If you, if you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life this morning, I want you to raise your hand nice and high so that I can see it. I'll ask you to put it down, and then we'll pray a prayer together just to invite Jesus into your life so that you can at least have that part of it under your belt. Then we're going to go through an exercise where we can draw closer to God and actually listen for his voice. So can everybody close their eyes, please? And if you're here and you want to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, it's something you've never done before, or if you have done it before, you recognize that right now you are not walking with him, you are far away from him, and you just want to come closer and accept his love and, and his fatherhood in your life again. And if that's you this morning, could you just raise your hand while all eyes are closed? high enough so that I can see it. And I'll acknowledge that. We can pray a prayer together to invite Jesus into your life. Okay, great. You can open your eyes and let's worship together. Listen, listen for the voice of God.
Can I get you all to open your eyes, raise your heads? Now, the important thing about this is practice. So I'm going to get you to go through that cycle again. We're going to lift our voices. We're going to speak to God. And we're going to go through a time when we stop our own voices and start to listen to God's voice again. Slowly quieten it down so that we can, we can hear from God. Because there is no secret to hearing from God except practice. And it's, it's great to start the conversation. It's great to incorporate this into your own prayer time where you pray or you worship then have a time of silence allowing God to speak into your life. So let's do that again. Let's do the, the same thing, sing it through a couple of times, then just with the instrumental and then back to the, just the keys. God, I thank you that we are your sheep. We hear your voice because we are close to you and we listen. Speak into our lives every day as we give time to hearing your voice. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well done. You're getting very good at this. I encourage you. 
If you want to hear from God, you have to spend time listening for God. It's a, it's a conversation. Don't, don't think of it as you, know, you set time aside at the, the end of your prayer. or Make it like a con- Pray some. Listen some. Read your Bible some. Lay it down and listen some. It's, you don't have to talk all at once and then ask. It's not, we're not doing podcasts to God. We don't have to record our bit and send it off and get him to record his bit and send it back. We can converse with God. Even in the quiet, you can ask questions. I mean, I was, I was a bit naughty there because I, I did some speaking when it was quiet. Because I have a prophetic gift and I, and I, I asked, do you want me to prophesy over someone? Is there somebody you want, you've got a prophecy for me for? And I thought of people and said, them? He said, No. He said, this is their time. Stop showing off. <laughs> so it's okay to, to ask questions. It's okay to be unsure of what God's saying and say, is this what you're saying? Is, is this what you mean? And, and learn to trust the feeling in your spirit. Because I think we can all attest to stories of where we've made decisions and afterwards when things have gone pear-shaped, you thought, I knew that wasn't the right thing to do. Why did you do it? It's because you don't trust your spirit. The only way you get to trust what God is telling you is by listening and testing. Let me tell you, a conversation with God is very personal. But when God instructs us in our lives, if it affects somebody more than ourselves, then God says, talk to other people as well. Talk to other believers. Test what God is saying to you. A lot of the problems that people have in churches is where they feel God has spoken to them and they do something with, which affects other people's lives without consulting other people. You know, one of the greatest ways of hearing from God is to actually hear what God is saying to other believers as well. If, you've, if you're struggling with a problem, get other people in with you to pray about it. We're not alone when it comes to the big problems in life as I'm sure Yaka and Kara can attest, having other people pray even for your most your deepest fears can bring results that you're not expecting. So intimacy and listening. God gave us two ears, one mouth, so we could listen twice as much as we talk, except for pastors. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Pastor Chris. Why don't we give him a hand? and Thank you for that incredible message.